It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, team. Every, day. every day, every day, every day. Well, week two, not the same as week one, right? There was a lot of anticipation, a lot of excitement, and maybe too early uh, guesses as to how far this Redskins team was going to go. So it was a completely ugly, disgusting, just hard to watch season opener for the Redskins, which, by the way, had only 57,000 people show up. Uh, it's good that the Redskins are honest about their attendance, but they are having some major issues right now. Uh, I saw a tweet that said that they're 84-84-1 at home at FedEx Field since it opened. And there's a reason why people have stopped showing up and why people have been frustrated. There's a lot of reasons. One of them is that. One of them is what they did against the Colts yesterday. Nick Ashew. Uh, I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter. NickAshew.com slash LockedOnRedskins. The Redskins played a terrible game on Sunday. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Last week looked great. Last week they looked strong. The problem is you saw the way Arizona was playing against the Rams yesterday, and you realize, wait a second. If you didn't notice it already as to how bad Arizona was offensively and Sam Bradford, and then you watch them against the Rams, you go, oh, wait a minute. This may be, maybe we were skewed just a little bit. Maybe they padded the stats just a little bit against Arizona. But look, defensively, the Cardinals last week, the Cardinals are a good team defensively. They were in the past. So we saw strong offense from the Redskins week one. Week two, this team couldn't run the football. They couldn't pass the ball downfield. The Colts were one of the... They were 30th in the NFL in total defense last year. Like, this is not the type of situation that the Redskins wanted to open their season with. And th- there's a couple of different things. We talked about this late last week. I think it was when we had Russell on the podcast. One of the big stigmas that Jay Gruden has to deal with or had to, was how his teams start off week one, how they start off the regular season. The other one is, when they play a really good game, the following week, they seem to kind of have a hangover from that really good game. And it would have been nice if he had knocked away that stigma too, or at least pushed through that wall a little bit, and that didn't happen yesterday. It was hard to watch. The weird thing at least, though, is that the NFL is kind of a week-to-week thing, right? Like that That's one of the things that we can at least take into account with this is that the Redskins can totally turn this thing around. It's only week two. But when you watch what happened yesterday, when you see a team that looked inept offensively, a team that, one, I will say this, they tried to go outside to receivers like Josh Doxson, and it just didn't work. Paul Richardson and Josh Doxson were dropping passes. They had stone hands. It wasn't all just on them, but there were a couple of passes that both of them should have caught. Like, there's no question about it. And here's the thing. 
The game plan on Alex Smith is simple. It's that he dumps it off to his tight ends, to his running backs out of the backfield, and that works. It worked week one, but are they going to be able to do that every single week all the way through week 17? And they're just not. Teams will get a game plan on them. Teams will see that, hey, if we force Alex Smith to throw outside to Josh Doxson, to throw outside to Paul Richardson, we can hold them to just nine points like the Colts did yesterday. The Colts are not a good defensive team. Now, they're improved from last year. They made some improvements this offseason. But that being said, they're not they're not a team that should have held the Redskins to 33 of 46 passing and six yards a pass. They just shouldn't have. And by the way, Andrew Luck was not good for the Colts either. 21 of 31, 179 yards and two touch two interceptions. They had two touchdowns on top of that. But like the Redskins didn't get torched by Andrew Luck at all. He's still working his way back. He's still putting himself in a position where he's kind of getting used to playing in an NFL game again, right? Like, it's been a year for the guy. It just, it all around was a horrible performance from this team. It was a dud. You could tell by the fact that, by the way, even the boos were quiet at FedEx Field. You could barely hear them because there was nobody left in the stands. This is something this team's going to have to get back to the drawing board on very quickly. And they're going to have to figure out what went wrong in this and what they can do to be better. Some of the things that stood out, one, obviously Alex Smith in that offense. But two, we didn't get the same Adrian Peterson we did in week one. It was a completely different Adrian Peterson. And this is the one thing I try to wor- warn you about, is that you're not going to get 26 carries from him every single week. Now, he played well, so you continue to hand him the ball. But he only carried the ball 11 times for 20 yards, 1.8 yards a carry. He had a 14-yard run. That was nice. But this is what we're going to have from Adrian Peterson every week. One week, you're going to say, oh, oh, he's still got something left in the tank. The next is, well, that's why no team signed him until late in training camp. He's 33 years old. He's a future Hall of Famer. But how much are you going to get from somebody at the running back position at 33 years old? It's just really, really difficult to get that consistently. And look, Chris Thompson is really, not only is he the bright spot of this team, but he is the biggest offensive weapon that they have. I mean, look, he's even more valuable than than Jordan Reed, and this is why. He had 13 receptions for 92 yards from Chris Thompson. He can run the ball, even though he only ran the ball four times. You know that you can dump the ball into him out of the backfield. You have such a dangerous weapon with him. The problem is is that every other team now knows and will continue to know as they see the film that Chris Thompson is the guy that Alex Smith wants to get the ball to. He's the guy that Alex Smith looks at and says, that's my comfort zone. That's my safety blanket. That's my guy that I know if I'm in trouble, I can find Chris Thompson and he'll make a play. Every other team knows the same thing. And they're going to have to figure out as we get into week three and the Packers next week. And as you move on, they've got an early bye week, week four, which I've never been a big fan of those early bye weeks because you'd rather have it later in the year when guys are more banged up. But maybe they're going to need it. I mean, look, if they fall to one and two after Green Bay, and I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves yet, we got all week for that. But this team had a great start to this season. And we talked about it last week where momentum is so important for them where early on, because of the way the schedule gets with the Saints, with the Panthers coming up relatively quickly, then you've got division games with the the Cowboys coming up. And you are going to have to find ways to get yourself a rhythm early in the season to find what works. This is what happens when you have a new quarterback. And look, in Kansas City, they're certainly fine. They've got Patrick Mahomes right now. Guy's got 10 touchdowns in two weeks. Right, So it's working out for them, but again, still really early on in the season. But I'll say this, Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson was a bright spot still for this team. 13 catches, 92 yards. That's big. Adrian Peterson was absolutely atrocious. 
1.8 yards a carry, just not going to work. You cannot continue to have an offense that runs that way. Now, again, it's one week, and you're going to also have, we've seen flashes of Peterson turning into a pass catcher out of the backfield. Another three catches for 30 yards for them. So he caught a 21-yard pass on top of that. So he didn't run the ball well, but he found other ways to contribute. And Adrian Peterson throughout his career has not been a catch-the-ball-out-of-the-backfield type of running back, right? So it's like he's almost trying to add this dimension to his game later because now at this point in his career, he's not the running back that he used to physically. It's just the way that it is. So we saw more flashes of that week too, which is a major bright spot for this team. But if you're Alex Smith and you're this Redskins offense and this coaching staff and you're looking around, you're saying, all right, we can't just dump the ball off to Chris Thompson 13 times every single game. It's not going to work. Josh Doxson's got to catch those passes when he's going towards the sideline like he dropped yesterday. You have to find ways to spread out the ball and to get everybody involved in your offense. And look, I mean, if you look at the track record in Kansas City, Alex Smith was not a guy that got a lot of passes to his receivers on the outside, right? There was that whole thing where they didn't catch any touchdown passes. Remember, it was impossible for any of their receivers to catch any touchdown passes a couple of years ago. Like, they had a big goose egg in that column, period. So that they're going to have to find ways to evolve this offense as they keep moving forward. Now, look, on the other side of the ball, the defense outplayed the offense. DJ Swearinger looked good. A couple of interceptions for him. But even with two takeaways, two takeaways for that Redskins defense, Swearinger, by the way, great celebration, right? I mean, he made a big deal out of that. And they still gave up 21 points. And Andrew Luck threw those two picks, and Andrew Luck did not look great at all. He's a really good quarterback. But, man, he's still working his way back from that shoulder injury. And he was not close to 100%. And the Redskins' defense did everything that they could. But when your offense scores just nine points, remember that was the thing. Week one, it was the defense got everybody off the field offensively quickly. They got the Cardinals off the field. The Redskins' offense was back out on the field, and they got a rhythm. They'd march up the field, and then they would continue. It was quickly off, then offense back on. You keep that rhythm. That's the simpatico, simpatico that the both sides of the ball had to have. They didn't have a week two. You, had, you, had, you still had the Colts' offense out there a whole lot longer than the Redskins were. And that puts you in a position where defensively then you're getting worn down. You're getting tired. And you then on top of that have to then get the offense get back out there and hope that they find a rhythm. I mean, it was a lot different in this game. Time of possession, the Colts were at 26 minutes, Redskins 33. So the Redskins still had more of a time of possession, but the Colts made that count. The Colts made those drives count, and the Redskins were ending their drives with field goals while the Colts were ending their drives with touchdowns. It's really that simple, right? It's simple math. It's like in the NBA where they say three's more than a two. That's why so many teams take so many threes. It was the same thing in the NFL. Seven's more than three. Very simple. You keep just kicking field goals while the other team is scoring touchdowns, you're not going to win. Like It's just it's simple math with this. So they're going to have to turn this thing around by week three. I have no idea what's going to happen when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and his health. Apparently, he's just going to play through this knee injury. I don't know how long that lasts, if he's just not going to practice all week and then be out there, but he's still Aaron Rodgers, and he's still really good. And they still put up 29 points, and they tied the Vikings. Which, by the way, did you see Kirk? They were down 13, and Cousins driving the Vikings back to tie that thing up. Just saying. You can get mad at me on Twitter, but it is the truth. Everybody's paying attention to this. People are comparing Cousins to Alex Smith. It's just the nature of the business. It's just what every fan wants to do. And rightfully so. He played really well. He had four touchdown passes. Yeah, he also did throw a late pick that was called back because of roughing the passer. But I'm just I'm just saying, 
we're going to compare. It doesn't even mean that necessarily one's better than the other at this point, because I still want to see how they both are seven or eight weeks into this season in their offenses. But I'll tell you this, the Vikings look good. All right, we're going to hear from Jay Gruden next. What do you think about this game? What went wrong? What went right? What are they going to do week three? Jay Gruden next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, it's funny, whenever you do a podcast like this or really anything in this business, people always ask you for advice. Uh, usually it's about a team to bet on this week, right? Everybody loves betting, and now more than ever, gambling is a huge deal, especially in sports. Look, the truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, which good for you if you do, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, you're betting on Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with, and that's why you should always go to my bookie. Trust me, guys, these are your best answer for this season. They've been in the business for years. They've got great reviews. Their mobile site's easy to use, which everybody wants, right? It's all mobile now. That's what anybody cares about. I'm telling you, go to my bookie. When you win, they pay, which is the whole concept of this, right? They have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. So if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, and then they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using the promo code Locked on 25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner to make the extra money. Why not? It's free money. It's pretty simple. But you play, you win, you get paid. My bookie. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You are locked on Redskins. As far as injuries are concerned, uh, they all came back to play, Trent and uh, Brandon and Morgan. Why do you think your line struggled today? Um. Well, you know, hats off to them. First of all, credit Coach Wright. Congratulate him on his first win. They came in here outplayed us both sides of the ball, special teams. So, uh, got some tough situations, but we didn't handle the movement, you know, again. And, uh, you know, in the running game or the passing game, we couldn't get any runs going. We had a lot of negative plays in the running game, which is unfortunate. And uh, in the passing game, we couldn't handle a lot of their stunts. Do you think that's more of the calls or is it just poor execution? Well, I think they were executing. We weren't, you know, period. You know, hats off to them. Like I said, they did a good job. And uh, we didn't do a very good job there in the second half. We weren't on track. We were off track a little bit, and uh, we're, we lost our balance. Never really had it, really. We were kind of one-dimensional throughout the game. Our running game suffered. Uh, and, uh, you know, we pretty much one-dimensional. Jay, you had a couple of drops, but what else uh, concerned you about the vertical passing game? Well, they were very, very loose in their zones. You know, it's not easy to get down the field in that defense. You're going to have to check the ball down a lot. 
And we had some shots designed, and uh, they took them away with their linebacker dropping deep, their two deep safeties. You know, they played a lot of that, and their cover threes with deep safeties, deep corners, and, you know, had to do it all over again. We would have been more, uh, obviously, probably less ambitious with the, some of our deep game and more uh, geared towards moving the ball, getting the ball out of our hands, let the playmakers do their thing. Um, but as it turned out, we uh, failed. Uh, Jay, their um, offensive line was banged up a little bit, had to do some shuffling. Uh, were you uh, okay with your pass rush, or do you think it was more more there? You know, I, I we didn't. They were they were in the positive down and distance pretty much the whole game. Third and two, third and four is a lot on there. They hit some tough, nice crossing routes. They had one third and twelve backed up. They had a bubble screen for goodness sakes for gain of fifteen. Um, you know, just one of those days we couldn't really get home. We didn't have the opportunity to rush a whole lot. I thought Preston had a couple good rushes. McPhee was short a couple times. I saw uh, Jonathan back there, but, you know, just a little bit short. we got to get back there a little bit quicker, possibly. I'll check it out. Coach, when a team starts having success against your offensive line defensively, does that make you change things, leave a back end to help block, or did you find yourself doing that today? I tried to keep uh, on track with the, what we were doing, but, uh, you know, we were down. We got down a little bit, you know, once we uh, – Gave up that last touchdown there in the fourth quarter in about nine minutes. We kind of had to go no huddle, and that was all, all she wrote. But the first three quarters, I st- tried to stay on track with our running game and uh, uh, just didn't have much success. Uh, Jay, in terms of the running game, obviously Adrian didn't have as much success this week as last week. Just, you haven't seen the tape, obviously, but what's your sense as to what happened with him today? Yeah, like I said, we didn't uh, have a very good run plan. You know, I didn't uh, – didn't execute very well in the running game. Didn't get many good looks. You know, he had one or two good looks that he popped through there. And, uh, you know, so we got to go back to the drawing board and, and talk about what, what runs we can hit against uh, a moving front like that. Not being able to convert on third down as much as you'd like, how much did that hurt you today? It hurts a lot. You know, it hurts a lot. You know, last week we were able to get some good third down conversions, keep drives alive, and that does two things. It keeps your offense on the field, keeps you on track from a play caller. And it keeps your defense fresh. We weren't able to do that today at all. Third downs was a huge, huge uh, problem for us. Um, so we have to go back and look at that. Jay, second consecutive week, um, receivers really weren't involved a ton. Is is that something that you've got to force a little bit more going forward? Yeah, probably. Like I said, there's a lot of cover two shells out there. And, and uh, you know, they're doubled, basically. A corner jamming them and a safety over the top. And, you know, there's some holes in there we can try to get in there uh, from time to time. We did there a little bit. Josh made a couple catches. Uh, Rich made a couple catches. Crowder had a couple there late. But, you know, overall, it's about taking what the defense gives you and, and uh, taking shots when they're available. And we just didn't have any available to us today. But we'll try next week. Coach, Green Bay is here next weekend. Is there any positives that you can take away from today's game? Well, we're 1-1, one, one, uh, obviously. And, and uh, you know, excited and upbeat as we were after last week. You know, we're probably a little bit down this week. And uh, that's pro football. And you have to handle the good with the bad. And, uh See what type of team you're made of, how we handle adversity, and this is an adverse situation. Never like to lose at home ever, uh, but we did. Now we have to bounce back in a big way and get ready for an Aaron Rodgers-led Packer team. Jay, the pick plays that they were running the rubs, why did you guys seem to struggle with those so much today? Well, yeah, picked. You know, it's good design by them. They had a couple of them. Um, we got to do a better job of uh, getting on different levels possibly and uh, not get picked. Um, a couple of them I thought should have been called, but, you know, uh, that's pro football. You know, you play a lot of man-to-man, you got to expect some pick plays. And uh, we didn't do a very good job passing those off or switching them in and out. Coach, the uh, drop passes uh, earlier in the game, do you think that has anything to do with just a lack of execution or is Alex still trying to get more in chemistry with his down-the-field receivers? I don't know. We weren't in, we weren't in uh, 
we had no chemistry at all today, you know, and, and then it's myself as a play caller, really. It's my fault. I couldn't get in any rhythm calling plays. And, uh, you know, the inside zone wasn't working. The outside zone wasn't working. Our read options weren't working very well. And uh, we came one-dimensional in our play passes. We got sacked on two play passes, for goodness sake. So, uh, you know, they did a nice job. Credit the defense. Um, they out-executed us. Jay, maybe it was uh... – in part, the situations, as you mentioned earlier, but what did you think of the, your, the play of your secondary and then not taking advantage of a couple of the uh, DJ Swearinger interceptions? And yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's the whole thing. We, uh, DJ gave us a couple of great opportunities to get some points on the board, touchdowns, and we failed to do so. And uh, You know, it's unfortunate. We just got to go back and look at the film and see what happened and thought we had a couple of good plays dialed up, but uh, they took them away and, you know, I've mentioned all along situational football. You know, they executed, we didn't. All right, strong week one for Alex Smith and the Redskins offense. Yesterday, not so much. Just nine points. We'll hear from the Redskins starting quarterback next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. Chemistry out there today. From your perspective, you know, what just didn't click and what kind of regressed from last week? Yeah, I mean, I, I, in the first half, I think a lot of things, certainly uh, chemistry, uh, rhythm, we, we didn't have any of that. I, I didn't think we were great on first and second down. We, we gave ourselves some tough third, third downs. In the first half, and then we didn't convert many of them, you know. So it was, it was tough, uh, you know. Then in the second half, I thought finally did get in a rhythm, but situationally, you know, we put some drives together, but would stall out, you know, stalled in the red zone. Uh, I think those are the two big things. Looking at it, third down, red zone. Um, you know, we it's one of those days when you weren't going to have a ton of opportunities, but uh, we needed to be better down there. It seemed like the pressure was causing disruptions but it also seemed like they took away the run game early were, were both equal factors was one more of a challenge than the other yeah probably I mean they both played into it I thought both timely you know there was some timely pressure by them on third downs that cost us on, on conversions uh, certainly had a lot of penetration uh, at times with the run game as well so uh, I think that played into it a lot especially first half Jay told us that, it, you know, in hindsight, he wishes the game plan was a little bit different, had some more quick game, things like that, yeah. incorporated those outside receivers. You guys did start to make that switch. How do you guys think you handled that, and, and it, it, what were those discussions like kind of to evolve during the game? I, mean, I, thought, I thought guys did a great job staying with it. When, I mean, when we were making adjustments and, you know, uh, it's easy to get frustrated there. I thought guys did, did stick with it. Uh, I thought we were able to get to some things there in the second half and, and move the ball a little bit. Uh, I mean, very apparent they weren't they weren't going to give up a big play uh, the way they were playing. And, uh, you know, I think making us march and sustain drives and, and uh, it seemed like every time we got one going and got some rhythm finally going, um, you know, something would happen. And, uh, you know, I just think we got to 
it's easy to talk about right now in hindsight and wish we would have done something different, but certainly a lot to look at and get better from. Alex, looking at kind of the uh, the lack of chunk plays and the lack of shots yeah. downfield, was that something that they were doing defensively to really make you, you know, take what was underneath, or was it a lack of time? Or something? yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that was the deal. Yeah, they were they were playing pretty pretty soft and weren't going to give up chunks, weren't going to give up big plays, um, make you check it down. They were going to rally and tackle, uh, be disruptive up front. I, I think they did a great job of all those things. Obviously, this is on your, your second game here, but you know this team has had problems maintaining consistency. They'll have a, an up week and then followed yeah. by a down week. Have you been in situations like that before, and what do you try to do to, to pull out of it? Well, I, mean, I mean, that's most the NFL, to be honest with you, I feel like. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's really hard every single week uh, you know, to come out here, and that's the challenge. That's the great challenge of it. And uh, we had a chance here, home opener, to come in and, and do that. And, uh, you know, didn't get it done. It's, it's same time, though, I mean, I think we, we need to use this constructively, uh, build off it, you know, find ways to get better and improve so that we are more consistent. Alex, you've talked about the versatility that the offense potentially yeah. has. Are you all in need of a bread and butter? Do you think you're kind of searching for your calling card? Well, yeah, I mean, I think today was a good example of that, that we didn't find it. Yeah, and, and I think that speaks to, you know, Jay, called it chemistry I guess I'm saying rhythm yeah that finding what what that is I think that the great thing is that you know hopefully we have a lot of we have a lot of weapons we've got a lot of tools and we can find something no matter what and uh, I just thought it, you know it, it took a while tonight to get to it um, I'm sure we'll be looking at film and, and more will come up you know that we wish we would have gotten to or we wish we would have done differently um, I mean that's kind of the nature of it they had some free blitzers in some key situations. Was that something where just good calls by them, key, you know, things? You yeah, yeah, some change? great timing. I thought, or unlucky timing for us, and and uh, some great timing by them. It's hard to say on all of those. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll look at it. So it's hard, hard, hard it'd be hard for me to t- say it right now. You know, this is the weird thing about the NFL. I mean, it is a week to week league, and they look strong week one. Alex Smith and the offense as a whole look poor week two. And it's very simple for week three. If they have a similar effort to what they did this week, they're going to lose to Green Bay when they come to town next week. But if they look more like they did against Arizona, which is strong defensively, getting the other offense off of the field, their offense sustaining long drives, ending them with touchdowns and not field goals, they'll beat the Packers next week, especially if they can get after Aaron Rodgers, force him to have to improvise. I know he's strong like that, but he's also not healthy right now. So that's the difference. It's really that simple. And we're going to see how practice goes this week. If Jay Gruden and the coaching staff try to do some different things, implement some different game plans, they go back and look at film and realize they're going to have to change some things up. They're also, like I said, they're going to have to force the, uh, the they're going to have to this week force themselves to get Alex Smith to just go more outside to his receivers. They're going to have to put those receivers in position to succeed like a Josh Doxson, like a Paul Richardson. That's why they're here. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They cannot continue to just dump the ball off game in and game out. The problem is, is that's what Alex Smith is comfortable with. And there are benefits to that with Chris Thompson. There's also a lot of negatives because it makes you kind of one-dimensional. So we'll see how this week goes. We'll see how the practice goes, and then we'll see how Sunday goes after that. All right, you can get me on Twitter, at Nick Ashew. Of course, NickAshew.com as well for other stuff. Check out all my work, uh, 106.7 The Fan and NBC Sports Washington. Till tomorrow, it's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 